0: I'm Chris Barker and I'm Will Betts and this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast.
1: In this podcast we speak with producers, engineers, DJs and industry figureheads about their fantasy forever studio.
0: The studio that our guests dream up will be one they have to live with forever. But there are some rules in Studio Foreverland. Totally rational, made-up rules.
1: Yes, there are a few rules. Our guests can select a computer, a DAW, an audio interface. Those are standard. Then they can have the brain-melting challenge of selecting just six other bits of Studio Kit plus one non-gear-related luxury item. But let's not forget the most
0: crucial rule of all.
1: No bundles! No bundles!
0: That's it. Any collection of software or hardware sold as a single item is banned.
1: Yes. Today we have Welsh electronic music producer, performer and YouTuber, Rachel K. Collier. Known for using all the
0: latest tech to create incredible live shows, Rachel is an Ableton Live expert who builds full studio-grade songs on the fly. But she's also a fan of limiting gear choices when writing, so will her Forever Studio be the perfect live rig or something a little more unexpected?
1: Well, let's dive in and find out. This is My Forever Studio with Rachel K. Collier. Welcome.
2: Hey guys, how's it going? Jumped in there a bit early to say hello, but...
1: (laughs) It's right. it's right. It's good to be be enthusiastic
2: key. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so
1: you heard a little bit there about what we do on this podcast and we heard a little bit about what you do so I mean the first thing we always talk about is where you would put your perfect studio in the world if you could be anywhere in a kind of fantasy situation I mean you, you've traveled you've traveled around you've probably been to many other studios I mean are there any any that you would steal or any any locations where you'd love to build something
2: I mean I saw this amazing picture um my friend dressage she's a, a, a producer and artist as well from LA and she went I think to the west coast wasn't it and had like a incredible sort of beach pacific <laughs> studio I think that would be absolutely insane um but as it goes um I am actually in the process of moving studios and um I'm going to be having a sea view, which is kind of cool. Ooh. So, oh, wow, yeah, nice. I'm moving, uh, well, sort of renovating a place in, in my hometown. So, um, which I'm hoping is going to be pretty awesome, actually. The room is massive and one wall is all windows. So, um, yeah, it's going to be quite fun. Hmm. So I'm just currently like thinking about how I'm going to treat the room and, and all of that. But, and then I, I think I'm going to last there a couple of years. And then eventually my plan is to build this place it's an absolute wreck that we've got going to build it up another floor and then the garden is like this jungle it is a real jungly garden um that goes up a hill and um eventually I, the whole back of the house I want to have like a, a glass wall that overlooks the garden so currently I'm like happy with these plans
1: um yeah I mean this sounds like <laughs> you're starting the dream studio already I mean so this is on the is this uh, on the welsh coast
2: exactly on the welsh coast yes nice. so oh, wow I mean, yeah is it, is it
1: the part of wales where you get dolphins as well will you
2: yeah you, you do actually um yeah. yeah you can see if you like go out on the boats you can see dolphins and things like that it's um yeah it's really cool it was it was sort of inspiring to get somewhere there because it's a lot cheaper so and i uh, figured out that i could get somewhere that was like three times the size of in, in yeah. London or something like that. And obviously, as my career has evolved, I've really not really needed to be so much in the city anymore, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm taking the plunge and uh, going to be out now in the sticks. <laughs> so
1: the, the only upgrade you you, you would make in, in the fantasy studio would be the weather, essentially.
2: A hundred percent. That's the only bummer. But you know what? I always say this, right? When it rains and it snows and all of that, it just makes you feel better for spending 48, 24 hours in the studio, doesn't it? Because you're like, oh, it's minging out there. Just stay inside anyway. <laughs> so I've never really minded the bad weather being a music maker because mm-hmm. sometimes when the weather's great, you know, but you really just want to work on tunes, you feel a bit, oh, I should have gone outside today, really. But the weather's mm. crap, then, you know, no reason to go outside. So I don't really mind.
1: <laughs> Plus, on those, oh, if you're in L.A., when it, when it does rain in LA, that's like headline news and cars start crashing because people, people are
2: like, What the hell is this coming from the What's sky? What's going on? And they've, yeah, and they've got yeah. no,
1: yeah. It's a bit dramatic over there when it rains. Like the whole city just <laughs> isn't, can't cope with it.
2: Yeah, it's purely standard in Wales. That is standard. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so I've had the real luxury, right, of um, through COVID. This has turned out an absolute by chance. Um, I've actually been renting a, a ladies' flower workshop for the past year. Hmm. And, um, it changed my mind about my dream studio. So my dream studio before was, you know, oh, we can't have any windows, you know, we want to like light it exactly the same every single time. It needs to be secure. We'll have, you know, but I've been working in the middle of nowhere and I've got, you guys can't quite see it now, but you probably see in all my social media or whatever, the it's just surrounded by windows and light and the Mm. daylight has just had a huge impact on the way I feel when I'm working. Uh, And now I'm like, no, I'm going for the maximum daylight. Obviously, it's a bit harder to control in terms of like shooting. And, you know, you're like seasonal with it, you know, you're like, right, in the summer I can shoot from this time to this time, you know, (laughs) and then the winter is this time to this time or we're going all dark. You get used to it. But um, the daylight, I feel I just love working in this light and just being surrounded by this, the view of green, you know, so Mm. that was really, you know, because before I was thinking, no, I want this kind of, you know, dark vibes, you know, LED lights, you know, really slick. Um, but now I'm like, nah, I'm just going to get the sun in here and just the natural feel. Um, yeah, I love it. I just, I feel like Untouchwood working in here this past year, all, all the sorts of projects I've been doing. Um, I've had like, you know, hard deadlines, some, lo- um, not so hard deadlines, but I don't know, I've been able to create even through COVID, you know, I've had I had one sort of terrible time in the summer, a couple of weeks of like serious beat block when you're just like listening to your old tunes thinking, did I actually produce that? If I did, how? <laughs> like, you know, those feelings. But mm. yeah, so, but the daylight here and just the surroundings i realise is a really big part of, I think, how I want to spend every single day and every single hour what I'm looking at. So what are, what
1: are, we, what are we firming up for the, for the location of the Forever Studio? Would you, would you are you going to go with your, your, your place on the Welsh coast or are you going to go Pacific Ocean?
2: Oh, I think I'm going to stick with the Welsh coast, you know.
1: Good choice, good choice. Yeah,
2: it's Great Wales. Very is, you good. Know. I'm, I yeah. am pretty proud of being from Wales. It's cool. So, and I realised, as my, I realised right that a lot of my followers are just not in Wales, obviously, um, and some people don't even know where it is. <laughs> so, um, last night I did. Are you, are
1: you talking about Americans?
2: Well, I don't know, <laughs> but people are like, "Where's the accent? Never heard it before." Oh gosh, like, "Where's she from?" You know. So. Um, I think I need to, like, put it on the map more. Guys, this is yeah. Wales. It's the sideways pig of the UK, if you look at the map. You know, um, <laughs> we've got our own language. We eat Welsh cakes. We wear daffodils and leeks on St. David's Day, which was yesterday. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, so, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm quite proud. I would prefer to, like, you know, and wouldn't it be cool, you know, in future if we ever sort of go back to real-life projects? If it was like, you know, America's like, oh, my God, I'm going to this place called Wales to do a session. <laughs>
1: Yeah, totally though. I mean, this is I mean, people people are going to probably want this kind of mixture of remoteness because they're going to get used to being isolated, but they're going to want like, you know, to travel in a weird way as well. So I think I think, you know, studios the kind of um residential studio thing might come back quite quite a lot where people want to lock themselves away in these great facilities. I hope so. Um,
2: yeah. And I want, so like I said there's um all it's like a little jungle outside, you know. So it's all green and it's just kind of cool and uh yeah so I'm gonna I want to be the one in the one in Wales you know sort of like ten-year goals here music producer that you go to in Wales you know a lady yeah there's a girl there who does good productions <laughs> in the middle of nowhere let's work with yeah. her <laughs> so yeah
1: I love it I love that I love that location so <laughs> The next step on the My Forever Studio is, is the th- the three sort of free items that you get. So, you know, everybody gets a computer, an audio interface and a DAW. Um, but before we
0: get there, the inside of the studio, what's your studio vibe? Because we can see into your studio here, but people listening won't quite be able to because of...
2: Yeah, sure. So this, well, the flower workshop where I am now. Well,
1: yeah, and your dream studio, what's the decor like? What's What's the vibe, you know?
2: Yeah so the flower workshop which I'm like I said is really inspired. The blinds are down now so you guys can't see but mm. there's windows pretty much on every wall. Big doors um, which are glass. There's also a huge window above me where the lights coming shining down onto my head. I've got mirrors on the other wall so it all reflects. So the dream studio like I said I want to have um the whole glass wall that Pretty much all glass, which obviously is not great for acoustic treatment, but I apparently you can, like, mod it a bit. We'll find a um, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it sounds crazy, isn't it? You have to consider, as much as production is a thing, I have to consider where I'm mm. filming because I'm turning on the camera a lot and it totally sucks every time you have to mm. redo the lights and like set up lighting so the mm. view and the the look is as, as important actually as the acoustic treatment probably you know might get a few people arguing about that but but it but it really is so yeah my dream studio yeah like like I said just outside views basically bringing the outside in That's the vibe.
0: Got it. Okay. So lots of plants and sort of wooden
2: stuff. Yeah, plants, wood. And I think I'm going to have like a parched roof as well. So it's like quite high ceiling. Quite Mm. high ceiling too. So
0: Nice. Good for acoustics, yeah. then. And I'm
2: just about. I've just chatting to these awesome guys as well, who make these panels, which have acoustic panels, which actually have lighting as well. Uh, Say si acoustics. So, and you can have like mm. cool artwork and stuff that you that you want, um, and and the panels light up. So I'm going to have a load of them in there as well. And to be honest, though, uh, when it comes to the actual like mixing, I'm going to have like another little tiny space somewhere where the room is dead and if I want to take sort of the mix to the next level, go and check it, go and reference, it probably wouldn't be in the sort of creative space. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think I think a lot of people miss that now. They try and make a space that's gets them creatively excited, but also is dead and acoustically treated, and the two don't really go together, and they never sort of did. Like no. ba- Like bands back in the day would write and record and track and make demos somewhere a lot differently to where things were mixed and... You know.
2: Yeah, I think you can go so far, you know. Like I've been mixing yeah. all my own stuff lately, and then I've been, um, and I've been doing that here, and it's not majorly treated at all, you know. I've got these rugs down here, got like big sort of, uh. I don't know what the wool rugs on the floor and the the shape of this space. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to make the shape of the space sort of the glass, not flat, you know, obviously it's going to probably cost so much money. The architects Mm. and things like that have to save, get a few more subscribers.
1: So let's, let's move on to the, the three items uh, that you get for free. So first off, uh, you get a computer. I mean, a Dream Studio computer. What's it going to be?
2: Oh God! I just get. I guess just the highest spec Mac I can get my hands on, the most RAM. Um, but yeah, hundred percent Mac. Um, would never, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> would never go back to using PC. So, yeah. Um, and I guess probably an iMac you know i like my iMac i think it's great so that's not
1: the not the cheese gratery one then that's the
2: not the trash can as they call no. it yeah oh they yeah. got a new one now haven't they
1: yeah the the cheese grater is the new trash cheese can. cheese grater yeah.
2: oh yeah i don't know i like the iMac i just uh always got on with this you know um it's obviously not the most portable but it's, it's good it's got good it's good vibes
0: okay and you want that maxed out do you want like the imac pro or something i think that's even more beefy than the
2: yeah imac yeah. pro like i said the most ram that you can fit okay. in it
0: i'll see what i can do for you yeah, yeah
2: yeah thanks will sort that out for me that'd be great no worries <laughs> yeah
1: i think it's like a. is it a 5k screen as well it's pretty that's right yeah, yeah.
2: the screens yeah. are ridiculous aren't they yeah yeah. yeah yeah they're nice
1: and um i guess you know Able, it's going to be Ableton for the door, I guess.
2: I mean, no questions there, really, <laughs> is there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ableton as well, obviously with Eleven. Mm. Life-changing changes now with the comping. Because um, I was, like, going back and forth to Logic for years. Um which actually really sucked with the flow of things for me because now I can obviously just like just be sitting here lay down the vocals chuck them into the process track straight away you know I can really hear how it's going to sound rather than kind of you know recording all these layers in another DAW with no processing and just kind of hoping for the best when I bring it into like back into yeah. Ableton so um yeah so 100% Ableton I mean I have a lot to thank for that software. It's just, even since the day I first used it, there was just like, I don't know, this kind of feeling of just like, what is this? Who made this? This is so great. And that feeling has like continued. And then obviously over the years, um, just them even then, you know, kind of working with them as well was obviously like a dream come true. Uh, And then the relationships continued to to like so you, flourish. So were
1: you on Logic before then?
2: Do you know, I actually used Pro Tools before <laughs> that. Um, I had a random job once doing sound, uh, like dubbing. Um, so I worked in Pro Tools in a Welsh, uh, uh, television company, Teledi Cymru Cymru So we would work on Welsh TV programmes. And, um, so I, I use Pro Tools probably the most. Um, but I, I don't know. I never really like loved it. It was obviously great for like sort of tidying up sound and like editing and things like that. Um, but, it was, yeah, it was this funny transition period where I was in Logic, but I didn't really love it. And then, like, um, I remember I went to EMI one day and uh, and what it was, I, it was in this transitional period, actually, of my career where I was doing a lot of top-line work. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of, I went from, like, all this sort of making music at college and then I, I started doing top-lining. You know, I went to Ibiza one summer. I was like, yeah, I want to write the vocals on these tracks. I want to do this. Um, so... I don't know how I ended up doing it. I sort of plonked myself in London, went to a few raves and parties, met a few people, said I'm a songwriter. You know, um, someone gave me a CD to go and write on. I ended up in this world then for a bit, um, which all happened very, very fast. And and actually I did have, you know, some success there as well, which was kind of like, oh gosh, it was almost bittersweet in the end because I was really young and kind of like, uh didn't really understand the industry at all so like I've definitely got done over things like that um but also I had like you know Radio 1A list at a really young age without really being in the industry for very long and just thinking oh this is how it this is this is easy this is great (laughs) you know um
1: so what track was that Do, do you mind telling us
2: yeah, I had a song called uh, "Boom Boom Heartbeat." It went like top twenty in the UK oh, yeah. Yeah. went on the radio on a list. And then I did. Um, I worked with uh, Matt Zo as well, and his. Uh, I think you guys have had him on the mm. podcast, isn't yeah. it? His uh, album was Grammy nominated. I was featuring on one of the uh, tracks on that. So, like, it was cool, man. But it was just, um, oh, it just didn't feel like it was just. It was just a bit like I don't know. It was just kind of. It's the most important part, right? The vocal. It could be it could be considered at you know, when I was doing it then mm. it was, right? Because yeah. the beats were of kind mm. of boring, some of them. Not Matt Zoe, obviously he's incredible. I like fully rate him. And it was really cool working with him as well. Because he was actually quite new to the game too. So we were both just kind of a bit shy and like, Yeah, okay, here we go. Let's make a tune. Um <laughs> but um But, um, the way you get treated is not very good. You know, they send it out to like 50 different singers and then Mm. they like, don't even reply sometimes if the, you know, and after a while it was just like, this sucks. Mm. And then it was just like, actually these beats suck. And then it was just like, actually, I really want to make beats. And like, you know, why am I just doing the vocals? And, um, and then when I kind of made that decision, my managers at the time were like, oh, good luck, love. Um, (laughs) You know, they were like, we, we, we can't really work with you if that's what you want to do. And I was wow. just like, oh, okay. But then I was working, um, I was down at EMI and uh, recording with some other guys down there. And that's when, um, well, my manager now actually, um, known him for a long time. Um, and he wasn't my manager for... For a while, we were just working, a collabor- c- collaborating on something. And um he was like, oh, well, why do not you just start producing? And I was like, oh, yeah, but I hate Logic. And, um, and then he's like, well, you know, why don't you use Ableton? And I was like, Ableton? I was like, oh, I love that thing. But I was like, yeah, but it's only for, like, looping and, like, doing live stuff. Because that's all I'd used it for, see, like, just in session view. Mm. And, like, it was this, like, moment I'll never forget. He literally hit the tab key and was like, no, you can produce in this. <laughs> and I was like you are joking me and then that was it like it was like oh download the trial give it a go you know and honestly I just never looked back after that I got machine um got pink one started making beats with machine and then it was like people sending me top lands like sorry no goodbye like <laughs> I am like I am I'm am in producing world now
1: yeah and I guess it's like a never-ending train with that stuff and and it's how do you measure that success? Because there's like success financially exactly. and, and creatively. Yes. And you know, it's yeah. it's it's you know, you can get on a playlist and stuff, but if somebody else getting all the credit and all they did was output a 909 beat, it's kind of a bit
2: exactly. yeah, sweet. Yeah. So I had a few tough years of kind of learning to produce and like absolutely loving it though. And I think that's the thing that I didn't care anymore. I was like, I'm so happy doing this. I was teaching piano, teaching nursery kids, whatever, doing other jobs to earn money, um, which I never cared about really. It was just like, well, this is just a means to an end as long as I can make it, you know, whatever. You pay, didn't, you didn't my tell rent. the kids that though, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but actually the, my, my, my piano students, like I, I did enjoy yeah. that. I liked spending time. I liked breaking out of that, like really intense creative zone sometimes and just like being brought bit back down to earth, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but yeah, it was just great. So it didn't really matter that I was skint um and that like I wasn't on the A list anymore. Because I was just like, man, this is this is the dream though. This is what this is this is everything now. And that's actually you say about measuring success, it's taken me a a while, a long time, to get the resilience now to basically measure my success on if I can spend a day working in the studio. It's like, well, that's a successful mm-hmm. day because I've built my career so that I can allow I have this luxury to just sit here and play (laughs) so I'm like a big kid really you know I'm just like creating time just to just to play and and actually then it was this whole horrible time of like I would produce these tracks and like I play them to people and they say are you featuring on it yeah I'm like no no I made the beat and I remember Mm. quite a few comments that was just like oh but you just sound like a featured artist on this It was just so, so What does that even mean?
1: What does that even mean?
2: It was just horrible. I got so much of that. And I was just like, oh. And I was really trying to find my sound as well as a music producer. And I'd come from like this dance world. So, And it was actually that track, Nothing Is Forever. I remember really, I remember the producer who said it as well. And I just thought, you know, and he wasn't a bad person. He was just being honest, just like saying what came to his mind. But did suck and i got a lot of that for a long time i don't know i just never really took its to heart that much oh, whatever screw you <laughs> well
1: yeah. if that's if that stuff mattered you wouldn't have you wouldn't have sort of given it up in the first place it's like you don't care about that stuff it's like like you say it's measuring yeah. measuring your success in a different way or uh, well in the in the correct way pretty yeah, much.
2: yeah exactly
1: we got that flashy Mac. We got Ableton Suite, um, and now we've got the last free item, uh, which is the audio interface.
2: Ha uh-huh. Audio interfaces, gosh. <laughs> so I have used a lot of audio interfaces, um, mm. but I gotta say I really rate uh, Universal Audio and my Apollo and my yeah. And I just, I just really love, uh, I love it for my studio basically.
1: As you can imagine, it's the most popular choice on the podcast. Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah.
2: I, it I mean, controversially, I would. I don't like it for live.
1: Ooh, tell us, tell us the difference of what, what you require in an audio interface between live and studio.
2: I like the matrix and the like routing system of RME mm. actually for live performances um, for me and la- and also not to mention the size. I actually chose my interface because, you know, I'm traveling, India, you know, mm. whatever, going to Europe. I We did actually take the Apollo 16 to South by Southwest. Absolute disaster. Oh, no. um, you know, we had to take it out of the flight case because it was too heavy for the plane. And yeah, so after that trip, I was just like, right, I need a small, I need a half rack interface that I can put, you know, I've actually got this little handbag. It's so cute. I call it the handbag, but it's basically a half rack for you. And we've got like my DIs, my um, PSM 300, which is my um, uh, wireless mm-hmm. monitoring, my RME Fireface UC, and then space for some cables. So I've got like a half rack for you, really cute pink flight case. Where is it? I can't see it now, but it's called the handbag. <laughs> so like I literally plonk the handbag down, pull out the luma at the back, you know, uh, hand it over to the stage box. Here we go. 6XLRs here. I've obviously got all my, um, all my routing is done like in the handbag. Mm, So I, you know, when you're, when you're doing these really fast changeovers at festivals, you don't need to fanny about like getting the flipping, you know, your, your monitor's right and all of this. You know, I'm not a big artist like flipping Anne-Marie. We don't... <laughs> I don't have that luxury, you know? So it was just about streamlining my live setup to make it really, really easy and also accessible and portable.
1: What are you giving to front of house then? You're not giving them a stereo feed, you're giving them...
2: That's the other thing. It's, it is a bit limiting. I've got eight in, eight ins, eight outs. I have a stereo myself, so I have lined seven and eight for my own uh, monitoring. Yep. Um, one and two, I send out like, um, all the drums and track stuff, beef up tracks. So all the stuff that like, I can't physically play live myself. Um, so they come out of a stereo pair. Then I have my vocal effects. They come out of line channels three and four, They're stereo effects. So really important that we have uh, the stereo. And then five, I think I have my synths and six I think might be my bass. So, like uh the synths are a mono, which is a bit annoying, but you know, it's kind of like I I have to make some sort of compromises somewhere. And yeah, so I've got my monitoring and then and then my vocal. You might be thinking, how's she doing a vocal? I actually um so what I do, I'm on stage and I've got my my microphone and I've got a few little like pedals actually, because what I do, I send a dry signal to the engineer. So, he has a dry vocal signal, and then I split the signal with an XLR split. So, I get that dry signal into my interface. So, I can monitor with that signal, but that signal that goes into my interface doesn't go out. That just goes in for monitoring. So, then my engineer actually has a dry vocal, a stereo pair of wet stereo effects you know, like I said, anything that's on track on the beef up track on one and two synths on five, I'm a bass on six. So he does have that dry vocal. And also that means if anything, God forbid did happen with Ableton live, then, um, I have got a dry vocal signal going direct to front of house. I also play with musicians as well. So like if I've got one of my percussionists on stage, we always said, if anything happens, all their mics are obviously going to front of house. Um, and, um, yeah, if anything happened there, um, we'll just do some kind of acapella percussion.
1: <laughs> so you work with your, your own, you bring your own front of house engineer. That's...
2: The last couple of shows, only the last two shows, but huh. before that, no, we okay. just hand them, we just hand them, we, we give them a little, obviously the tech spec. And yeah. say here we go. You got on one and two, you got like beef up track two and th- uh, three and four. You got vocal effects. Oh, sorry. Vocal effects and vocal loops is one as well. Yeah. So they might come out on the same channels, of vocal effects. To be honest, it's been so long I've done a show, I can't actually remember what to do. <laughs> so, um, But it's along those lines, mm-hmm. you know. But considering
1: it's so compact, it's, it's pretty complicated in, in a good way. You know what I mean? You've got a lot, a lot going on, like you say, for such a small package to travel with and that little R&E. Delivers a lot.
2: Yes, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's, it's awesome. Honestly, that, that interface is so great. And like the matrix on it is so simple. Mm. You know, it's like, I want you to come out of three and come out of nowhere else. <laughs> three. Three you know i want you to come out of 3 and actually i would quite like you to come out of 7 mm. and eight as well you know it's yeah. like it's really really nice and i uh, and i and actually i've done a little bit of md work as well for other artists and we've done like small on the fly like smaller rig stuff and i'll just take my rme i'm like we're using that because i know how to use it and the routing always <laughs> works <laughs> so yeah whereas other interfaces you know, I'm not going to name names, I've had issues with, like, I had a show, oh my god, I'll never forget this, I had a show in Czech Republic, it was called Beats for Love Festival, um, I was setting up my monitoring, and it was still when I was kind of new to this, mm-hmm. hadn't made all the mistakes I needed to make to get to the point where I am now, and, um, I had this interface, and, uh, it's a, it's a very popular brand of of interfaces actually and um, I was like practicing and what was happening was it was just ducking out of Ableton so I was like midway through a song and then all of a sudden Ableton was gone and was just dry vocal and, and any of those synths obviously that were coming into the interface and I just started to have like major panics I was just like oh, my God, like, this cannot happen on stage. Like, what the hell? And then, like, I was up to, like, 3 a.m., like, tweeting, help. Like, and actually somebody, I think this dude from Gorgon City actually tweeted back, <laughs> are you stuck, Rach? I was like, oh, my God. But, do you know, what I had to do in the end I had to sack that interface off and take the Apollo 16 again, which is what I was trying to avoid, you yeah. know, taking, de-rigging, my Apollo 16 in the studio to go to a show became an absolute nightmare. It was just like, and then it was like every booking was almost as stressful taking the whole bloody studio as like, so that's why I was like, I have to get an invest in a sec in a second rig because this is just a joke, Mm. you know? So, um, so yeah. So the Apollo as, as you know, don't get me wrong. It's great. It's worked absolutely great. Like loads of shows, but it was more about portability I need something small that I can just, you know, also like the handbag's pretty big. So sometimes when I travel, I actually take the interface out and put it in a little bag and whatever. It depends if I'm traveling alone or if I'm traveling with somebody. If I'm with somebody, I've got an extra pair of hands. For example, I traveled alone to India, so huh. I had like a flibbin, I had like, oh my god it was hilarious i had like a huge backpack a massive suitcase and my king hog <laughs> so this is like walking through bangladesh airport like like proper bag lady you know like um so it, you know that's that's a big deal like i you don't think about that when you start you're like cool gonna bring that synth gonna bring that synth yeah. gonna bring then suddenly you're like yeah now i need to get the tube
1: the Music Tech My Studio podcast is supported by Evo by Audient, the fantastic Evo Start Recording Bundle, and the Evo 4 and Evo 8 interfaces.
0: Yes, if you're a beginner, you can enter the world of audio recording with the Evo Start Recording Bundle, a professional, powerful, and versatile solution for home recording from studio-grade audio brand Audient. This comprises the Evo 4 audio interface, the remarkably robust SR1 large diaphragm condenser mic with shock mount,
1: and a set of the Audient Evo SR2000 monitoring headphones. That's right, featuring Loopback and gain, the new Evo bundle and compact interfaces make sure you can achieve studio quality recordings from the start. Smart gain means you don't have to worry about setting input levels, making it
0: ideal for music makers who want to spend time creating, not engineering. And Loopback lets you record everything you hear through the interface making it a great fit for home recording rigs, podcasters,
1: streamers, and content creators. Evo Start Recording Bundle is suggested to retail at £199, €220, and $249 in the USA. Discover Evo online at evo.audio. Let's get to your first time. So we're locking in the the UAD for the Forever Studio, right? The the Universal Audio. And I've got an
2: Octo as well here. As well,
1: oh, an octo. I know. Well, you can have that. You can have the flashiest one available for the forever. Mm. Studio. I'll just
2: have the the top DSP uh, Apollo. Okay. There we go.
1: <laughs> there's one above. There's one above an octo now, isn't there?
0: Uh, not sure about that. Actually,
1: I think
2: this is the octo satellite one. Oh, I you got, got the satellite for extra oh power. okay.
0: Okay. Um, but the biggest one you can get for on this X16 is the Hexa. So you'll have to live with it unless mm-hmm. you want to. Unless you want to upgrade later. Okay. In your items. <laughs>
2: i'll upgrade to the top yeah because obviously that's a thing isn't it the dsp yeah
1: fair fair okay so now now we've got those out of the way it's (laughs) it's your first choice out of six for your forever studio Mm -hmm. what's going to be the first bit of kit like so you've got an audio interface, you've got a a mac and you've got ableton and that's all you've got so far and you've got you
2: guys want to guess
1: uh Mm. i'm gonna guess you're gonna need some speakers
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, you alright right. Oh my god, speakers, wow. And I'm allowed whatever. Yes. Anything.
1: What's what's the dream? Tell us about your experience with monitoring. What you've got focals now, you say?
2: Yeah, have got the alpha focals at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um they actually can't remember what I think they're eighties, are they? I love these. These are cool. And these are like um they're not super high range. They're like they were like five hundred quid. Mm. Um, but obviously, um, I have been looking at like the Neumanns, you know, um,
1: any, any studios or artists that you visited, uh, of your career and you've, you've, you've just heard some and you've just thought, wow, it sounds fantastic in here.
2: Um, actually, do you know what? No, I don't I, like, I haven't been to a studio and been like, wow, like this sounds sick. Apart from, uh, they did have barefoots
1: Oh. Another mm-hmm. popular choice for the Dream Studios. Yeah,
2: and at, where was it? At the Sony studio before. And I remember thinking, okay, they sound pretty damn good. But they obviously are never in my budget,
1: so... But this is, we're... we're... Upsell your dreams.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think, like... Do you know what? You, I'm, I think I'm a bit of a sucker for what I know as well. I'm like, these work... These are great, you know, kind of thing. So may-
1: maybe stay in the focal range but but Yeah. You know, go go up the price point.
2: Yeah, I reckon. Top spec focals, I reckon.
1: What does the DSM 9s? I Don't
2: I even sp- know. I mean, focals go to
1: crazy, don't they, cuz they make mastering speakers that I mean.
2: Yeah. They do those floor yeah.
1: standing 30,000 euro things.
2: No, okay, yeah, those. I'll go for those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: click really made that those yeah, let's ones go, let's go lock for it in of
2: those. yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah well what have we got what, what are the top end studio focals the top end studio focals that i can um
0: i can summon right now we're looking at the trio 6b or the sm9 those floor I, I can't find the floor standing ones those might be the um like the hi-fi ones
1: yeah they're like mastering grade hi-fi mm. oh the mastering so, grade hi-fi yeah, oh, I think okay kind of, i know what you mean they're yeah, used yeah. in some mastering studios i had a demo of them once And they are they any good? Yeah, they were kind of a bit. um, You could hear like all the artifact. I mean, my ears are a bit shot from DJing, but like you can hear like the artifacting on like on like uh, like VSTs and stuff. Like it was so. Exposing in a weird way that it was some tracks were quite unpleasant to listen to on them.
2: I, yeah, maybe not for the create. Mm, yeah, that's put me off. I think, um, yeah. but
1: that's they're, they're the mastering the hi-fi <laughs> ones, so they're they're really open at the top. Mm. Um, but I think the SM9 SM9s are pretty good, aren't they? They're the ones that Gary Barlow chose to throw at burglars because they were so heavy.
2: Really. <laughs> Mm. oh that's famously yeah in, in his
1: fantasy studio not in real life
2: In his yeah i was gonna say geez. yeah i mean yeah i like i like the focal brand i mean like i actually never spoke to them though i have no affiliation with them whatsoever yet <laughs> <laughs> well so, played but yeah um and actually i don't have any affiliation with rme or uad either actually talking about it but um i don't know they're just cool I, you know when you like you get develop a good relationship with something isn't it And if you make stuff that Mm. works on them, you're like, yeah, I like these. So before these, I had actually had NS10s. The amp broke, and instead of fixing the amp, um, and actually it was a a sour time when I really needed a new computer, and I had to sell Mm. so much stuff. So so anything I could sell. And I was like, the amp's broke, so whatever. I'll just sell them and buy some active ones, you know. Um, Yeah yeah they're good all cho- those no, they're clients, good choice
1: i think though no, a good choice yeah they're, yeah they're
2: good man they're good for like you know budget kind of well mid i say like 500 it's like mid-range isn't it That's mid-range.
1: so how did you how did you happen upon the ns10s like because you know
2: well they were actually my like i said my managers he was not using them so
1: uh, okay he's like uh, oh okay.
2: and he was great actually he was yeah. oh he bought me the mini brew it was like right christmas present go and learn some synthesis like whoa okay cool and I was like oh my god this thing's so good but at the time I'm always yeah actually I'm seeing sides of my personality I get stuck in like if I'm in a thing which I'm feeling I sort of I think back in the day I was it would take me longer to go open my mind to it whereas now I'd say I'm probably really different I'll be like oh yeah give it a go but back in the day even the transition from like apc 40 midi controller to push to it's like no no this works great but then you know then actually it's always better when you try new stuff because it inspires new things
1: yeah okay so let's lock those in the what the sm9s are we thinking sm9s yeah yeah Yeah. big fancy focals. okay and then let's move on to item number two what's it going to be
2: oh gosh this is tricky isn't it (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the point.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: I mean you're going to need a mic, right? Surely.
2: Oh gosh, does that count as well? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yeah. no headphones yeah. then.
1: Yeah, if uh, if you've got we'll let you have like your your earbuds with you come with your phone or yeah. something like that. But if you want some studio grade headphones, they're another item. But if you just need some in-ears for monitoring, oh, then you can have those, but no fancy stuff.
0: We have actually in the past we've allowed somebody to take their in-ears that they use on stage because they also use them to listen to music and that was like a really cheeky work around but like Mm. that that was technically allowed because Mm -hmm. obviously if you're recording and you've only got speakers then it's going to be an issue
2: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely I mean geez you know okay so microphone oh my goodness me so Oh. what's the dream microphone well i tried this microphone at this place in uh, vintage king in la it mm. was funny they i don't know if you guys have been there they got they got this room and you can go around and sing well you can go in every yeah you can put headphones on in the in the room and try every mic and um i came out and i said oh yeah i like that one and the guy literally went yeah that's the most expensive one <laughs> <And I laughs> can, was we, like, can we guess can we guess yeah go on
1: are we allowed to guess because it, it just seems to be a trend on the uh, season three of the podcast. Okay, uh, Gone go well. Are you going to make the guess? Well, yeah, I, I reckon it's a
0: Sony C800G.
2: Ooh, I can't actually remember. I think it was. Did it have a big t-
1: fat radiator on the back of it, like a heatsink?
2: Sony. It was. I feel like it was a Telefunken one actually.
1: Ooh, fair enough. Oh, fair enough. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough, Very um, nice. Very I feel nice. like yeah.
2: it, I'm pretty sure it was one of those. Um, and it was awesome. And it was just, you know, and you just, it just sounded like magic. It was just, yeah. And um, mm. and I remember thinking, yeah, oh, I'm going to get one of them. And then when I found out it was ten thousand dollars, I was like, yeah, <laughs> not going to get one of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what? What do we reckon it might be? Will have we got? Have we got a, a result for? Yeah, a ten thousand. It
2: was. It was literally like. It was just so much Oof. money. It was just like, okay, yeah, no, we'll wait for that. And actually, microphones is something that I definitely want to get more of because I I'm, I absolutely have rinsed this one, the SM7B. And that's because um, mm-hmm. I do a lot of, you know, the, the live performance stuff, you know. And if I'm filming mm-hmm. or whatever, I just love the fact that it's dynamic and that it can be actually kind of noisy and you know i'm dancing around and whatever and i have it quite loud in my headphones and you know people always comment like how the hell can we not hear any spill or you know and it's because it's a dynamic mic but then at the same time i do you know i do sometimes wish oh i wish i had that like crisp or like you know the air airy kind of presence of a condenser Mm. um so i think actually when i think i would like to get um a nice condenser soon, anyway, you know, but not the not the Telefunken one. That's too much money.
0: But that one is almost certainly the Telefunken Elam 251, which is widely regarded as being the best vocal mic of of all. In time. the world, yeah. is it? Yeah, I mean, it's between that, probably between that, like a. Uh, I think no, nah, I might have my history off here, but um, it's basically <laughs> I think it was the American version of the the AKG C12. And then okay. I guess like up there with those amazing microphones that are like beyond human reach, uh, like the, the C800.
1: But they were all out of like AKG and and they were all like Germany and Austria exactly. and things like that, yeah. right? And then Telefunken was American. Um, is it?
2: Is it American? Uh, I think it is oh. now,
0: but I think back in the day, Telefunken, it sounds pretty, it sounds pretty it sounds German, doesn't German,
2: it? German, doesn't it? But yeah, that mic was, oh wow, it was incredible. How much is it now, Will?
0: Oh, it's still ten thousand dollars.
2: Oh no! Yeah. I wonder if they've got any. On oh, it hasn't, gone, no,
0: it's hasn't gone, down, gone up. Oh, it's, oh, sorry, nine thousand
1: nine hundred ninety-five. Oh, it's gone down. They've got it on sale. Nine
2: thousand nine. Yeah. See, I'm definitely not a place in my career where I can afford that. Do you know what I mean? No. Like that's just a no.
1: <laughs> I mean, were the dif- were the differences that dramatic though? I mean, could you, you know, the difference between a five thousand dollar mic and a ten thousand was? Did you hear it immediately? Well,
2: they didn't have the prices on the mics.
1: Mm. okay so So i was just
2: going through like singing through them and then i was like that one and then the guy was like yeah that's the most expensive one ten thousand dollars and i was like after he said that i was like right let's go Yep, let's Let's leave the shop we're not we're not buying a microphone today (laughs) but they were all they all looked really nice they all looked Mm. like shiny and i think the sony one was in there neumann definitely a couple of neumanns in there loads quite a few of the telefunctions were in there Mm. yeah vintage king is called um yeah have you yeah. guys been there it's got like it's got mainly to be honest um a lot of the lunchbox kind of stuff you mm. know um the, the little series stuff sort of yeah. preamps and things like that mm-hmm. which obviously are really cool had like a, re- a real teletronics and like um early 2a and all of those cool things which again is not quite in my budget yet uh not in- <laughs> so um I- i'm happy with the uad versions uh on uh you know uh software so
1: well remember that they aren't included you only get the default things on your
2: that's so hard
1: no bundles
2: <laughs> no <laughs> that bundles! is so hard
1: there's a jingle and everything okay <laughs> so let's lock let's lock in that uh, telephone and mic for you though. item number three item
2: number three yeah okay okay well i need to pick a scent because you know i have to do that mm-hmm. and i do think i would take the. Uh, to have an op one really <laughs> really yeah so Why? as much as this thing is its own thing um it's the most quirky little thing i've ever had but it just continues to surprise me and i love using it with my daw so i like using it with ableton i'm not like mad into the tape thing um but i love the sound design and stuff I can do with this.
1: Are they still updating it? Are they still sticking new firmware and, and features on it? I don't
2: know actually.
1: Because they did for a while, didn't they? Will? they were they, for a they while, kept...
0: yeah. But then I think it's sort yeah. of been replaced. Not, I mean, they're still making it, I think. Uh, but yeah, the OPZ is the one that is sort of the, the updated version. But
2: they've been focusing on that one for a while, haven't mm. they? Because it obviously does some extra. It does some cool stuff, like you know, you can do your DMX lights and things mm. like that. Um, but the OP1 is like a, it's a good tool for sound design, mm. and the reason why I love it so much because it's so small. So like you know, and again, I've sort of, sort of mentioned portability in this in this chat earlier. Like because it's so small, it can just be in front of you, and it's just I don't know. I love it. It's kind of easy, and it's, it 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 makes new noises all the time that you didn't know it could make.
1: I don't think it's ever been chosen on the podcast as no, well. No, it hasn't.
2: Interestingly, no. no. I'm a big fan of this. Okay. Like, I'm a big fan. People say, "Is it worth the money?" I'm like, "Well, it depends what you're into." Mm. But for me, absolutely. You know. So, and I actually only got it last year, hmm. and I, 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 I'm glad I went for it because I was like, "This thing is is so cool and so fun, and I, it makes really mean sounds."
1: Is it still being manufactured? Can you actually buy it new anymore? You can, yeah.
2: You can yeah. buy it new, yeah, but I think it's still really expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's like thirteen hundred. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think people have have a challenge when they because it's small and it kind of looks fun. People have mm. an issue with the price because of that. It doesn't, you know, when you, when you other synths in that price point are quite meaty and wooden and big and mm. all of those kind of yeah, things. Gosh, but... there
2: are a lot of other amazing synths, isn't there? I need to do some research, guys. You might have to give me some inspiration, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. One of the ones that people always go for is the, the Mook One, obviously. For
2: oh yeah, oh yeah, that thing is really amazing, actually, isn't it? Yeah, that but it's huge, it's massive. Man. Well, yeah.
1: you got you got space and you've got forever.
2: Mm. Gosh, yeah. Why didn't I pick that? But no, I I love the OP One. It's it's close to my heart.
1: I'm kind of hesitant at uh, upselling dreams on this because it's kind of yeah. a nice original choice as well, and we don't usually get the OP One, which is it's cool.
2: Yeah. It's just it's a happy one, you know. It's like it just I don't know, it's inspiring and it's e- it is easy to use, I think compared to other synths. It's it's easy. Well, not it's not beginner, but it's like pretty you could learn it, yeah. you know.
0: And is I mean, are you ever using it away from your computer as well? Cause it's got like some sampling functionality and all that kind of fun stuff as well.
2: I do sample with it even in here, you know, ah, okay. um, I love like throwing, like sometimes I'll actually sample from my speakers of what I'm making, like re chuck it back through some effects mm-hmm. and then record it back in. But, um, not so much. I usually just use it when I'm producing. Just like I an extra bit sparkles. Like the other day, um, in my song I dropped actually last week, um, I created this like live looping performance and I liked it. So I thought, oh, I want to release this. But the live looping performance is basically just effectively in session view, right? It's like six mm-hmm. parts. So I was like, oh, I need to produce it up a bit. So yeah. I, uh, you know, had it in arrangement view and I was like, cool, I need to flesh this out. But for example, the second verse, I was like, oh, I'd like to switch up the groove here maybe. And I just didn't even have to think. I just quickly went drums on the OP one literally like little kick pattern little snare pattern um, distortion there we go that sounds great didn't have to think about it you know didn't have to think oh what kit do i need I... I don't know i like audio as well i'm like a massive audio fan
1: i guess that comes from the editing in pro tools and the, the kind of legacy of that as well maybe
2: i don't know maybe maybe i just i just like having i like having the the what you can do to audio versus midi obviously if you just frozen flat and do midi you could probably do the same but like i don't know i just like the fact that you can do all i like to sound design more with audio rather than midi it just Mm. it just feels better for me i think as well it might be because i've used my voice as an Mm. instrument for so many Mm. years um and that was always kind of i guess it's like my first instrument and that's that's audio and i just kind of like the way it works
1: and you're not able to be triggered by midi Um,
2: right? I like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we need. We need to
1: create like a, a human MIDI interface where maybe we can have like electrodes on people's backs and then we can make Few them make MIDI certain interface. noises depending on what MIDI CCs we send to them. Like, ah! Uh, I, th- yeah. I think you're better off yeah. with uh, CV
0: and gate, honestly, with that, if you want to. Uh-
1: yeah, that's
2: true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you I don't know, mind, there's, the, there's that guy, what's his name? Uh, Mazurg, is it, or something? And he has all those contact mics and, like, I guess that's just contact mics, isn't it? And then there's, have you seen that microphone as well that you can, like, sing down and it triggers oh, MIDI? Vo- vo- vocla. Oh, vo- 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 The Voklia, vo- vo- yeah, Voklia vo- Doubler. Yeah. yeah, I tried yeah. that, actually. There's all yeah. those, there's a few of those things yeah. that you Didn't can do. Do you have do, that for a while, Will?
0: I did have that for review, yeah. It was one of those things where it's, it's really fast on doing, uh, on picking up uh, beatboxing and getting it quite accurate if you've got like three or four sounds you can make. But if you're a horrible beatboxer Mm. like me um, and you don't really know how to control your your beats so well, like what's happening in your head isn't necessarily what's coming out of your mouth. Then it's like, Mm. it's triggering what's coming out of your mouth. But you're like, that's not what I meant. And you're like, you begin mm-hmm. to get a little bit um, frustrated with it, and it's not great on the pitch tracking. But it's it's a really interesting thing. I think as you're a, you're a very skilled singer, Rachel, so I'm sure you'd have much better time with it. Um, mm,
2: yeah. have, have you had a go
0: with it? Have you tried it out?
2: Well, actually, only yesterday I was at my friend Vicky's house, and she's trying it out. So mm. we were um, we we had a little try yesterday. Um, yeah, it's like it seems a very cool toy. Um, I don't I don't know if it's totally for me though. Actually, like I. Mm. I don't know like I think I probably just I prefer to play stuff in like it sounds crazy like I've seen a few (laughs) things I actually tried out these things before as well from this company a few years ago they were like uh, bluetooth things that you put on your hands and make noises and you could play a cello and all this I was like do you know what I would just prefer to play the notes like i just Mm, those kind of things aren't really for me
0: it's funny that every so often somebody comes along and they they go oh this is an instrument that's for anybody to use and it's like hang on Mm. but then i i don't know how to play it then and i've spent all this time (laughs) learning to play instruments yeah it's like now i've got to learn another one why don't i just like use the one that i've got so it's it's a strange prospect, that, I think.
1: I guess I guess the Vokla thing they're going to update as well, though. It'll be one of those I'm things sure. that g- grows and gets better with software, better software, and yeah. Mm.
2: I think it's definitely cool. It depends who, like... Like, actually, what Vicky was doing was pretty cool. She was, like, had some, like, um, like shells and plant pots, and she was, like, mm. mapping a shell. She's a drummer, though, right? So right. Uh, that was actually cool. I was like, oh, that's yeah. really cool, you know? So maybe for, like... I was trying to think about it last night. Maybe for like new musicians, or like. But then you mm. think, oh, but then if you're new, you still need a computer. I don't know. Like, yeah, you still need a computer. You still need like uh, all these other steps.
1: So where where are we at now? What's that? What are we up to? We've got item number four coming up, right? Number four.
2: Item number four. I'm finding this really hard, guys. Okay. It's actually giving me anxiety. <laughs> oh like, no! Okay. No, it's meant, me like- it's
0: meant to be fun. It's. I mean, it. I mean, but it. Yeah, we can. You don't yet
2: have I'm like, oh my God. No, no. I mean, as in, like, the, the, uh, what I'm not, I'm not actually, uh, okay. I mean, the thought of my dream studio being like, oh no, I can't have that. I can't have that. I, I'm like, what am I going to choose? You know, I'm like, damn, no bundles as well. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Sorry. It's the rules.
2: So I'm like, damn, what am I, I'm thinking, like, God, what compressors am I going to have? <laughs>
1: You're going to have to use the built in Ableton ones, maybe. Yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh no. I know, I'm like, damn. What am I going to do?
0: You don't yet have any kind of keyboard controller, you don't have a like a, a clip launching controller. Um
2: Push 2 is a huge part of my studio, everything. I I would I would have hmm. to have Push 2. Like, you know what? If I need yeah. to suck it up with Ableton compressors, that's fine. I can make it work. Do you know what I mean? Actually, you can do A lot in Ableton (laughs) so you know even if I just had that that would probably be enough but um yeah so I'm gonna have Push 2 because I use it all the time you know Mm
1: -hmm. and did you start with Push the original one
2: uh no I actually had first one I had was well I had Machine for a while loved that then I uh went Mm -hmm. onto the APC40 and then I sold that to my friend Taz Mm -hmm. and I got Push 2 so I started on Push 2 actually Um, and I actually remember seeing push years ago and like I said maybe my more old mindset I was thinking oh what's that that looks complicated <laughs> but then like obviously when I got into it more um, and then I realized oh actually and I was a little bit sort of reluctant to 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 sell the ABC but oh I don't know push just does everything and it's kind of is a seamless synchronization with Ableton. Obviously, yeah. um, you know when I'm on stage, yeah. I run my whole show with Push Two. You know, I never look at my laptop. My whole show is mm-hmm. that's the centralized MIDI controller. Mm-hmm. So, and it it does so much. You know, you're triggering not only audio, but I'm triggering light changes. I'm triggering visual changes. Um, hmm. I, it's like a flipping. You know, it's like the like your horse in the studio. You know,
1: like it's um it's a, quite a musical device as well con, compared to maybe the sort of more beat orientated things of the apc and the and Maschine.
2: yeah absolutely because it's actually you know you can use it to control your door and you can also it's actually a midi controller as well so mm. i'll i'll all the time just switch to note mode and be triggering like simplers samplers samples things like that um yeah, and I have it right in front of me in my studio and yeah, it's always turned on. In in fact, if it's not turned on when I'm using Ableton, it feels weird. So even if I'm not really using push, it's always turned on, you know? So
1: you need it you need it in your Forever Studio just just for that reason.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Item number five.
2: Oh my god. Do you know what? I think I think I'm gonna confidently go for some hardware mm. compressor. Interesting. Just because, you know, it's fun, isn't it? Impression <laughs> is it is it though so yeah like outboard you know why not isn't it yeah. like i said audio yeah. we can run everything yeah. through it can run stuff back through it yeah i'd probably go for the la2a mm. teletronics okay. i just like it it's got like a gritty sound not cheap but
0: no it's uh, it's four and four thousand three hundred dollars which would put it into yeah comfortably expensive category pounds
1: I'm sure.
2: Comfortably yeah again comfortably again, not...
1: expensive. <laughs> Will Will's been doing a lot of voiceovers for Mark and Spencer's recently I can tell. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> it's my audiobook work.
2: Your voice is quite good. I, I I can believe that. I can believe that.
1: Yeah, I can believe it. Come on no. Will give us a line You're about like uh, a lasagna. Describe <laughs> a posh lasagna and tell us it's comfortably expensive. <laughs> oh, no, uh
0: this this luxuriant <laughs> lasagna is comfortably <laughs> expensive.
2: I could, I could buy it. I literally thought the oh, got a Nice speaking
0: voice. See. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I'll, I'll look into that. I'll let you know.
2: Yeah, let us know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll do the jingle.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
2: Yeah, Chris can do a, a mash up the jingle. Oh, so we're, we're yeah, I'm gonna go for one of them, you know, because I think why not? So,
1: have you used one uh, in real, or used to the uh, the UID ones, or?
2: I just use the UAD one all the time. And then I remember being in Vintage King and seeing it and thinking, whoa, Yeah. <laughs> looks really cool. <laughs> so, um, and like I said, um, I love the hardware. Uh, I love like hardware and like kind of audio. So it'd be cool to like just, you know, get the sound, lay it down as it sounds kind of thing. Less faffing around.
1: It's a timeless piece as well, isn't it? It's kind of like, yeah. it's probably on more records than people even mm. realize
2: yeah i'm finding this really quite hard guys have i only got two one item left
1: you've got one item left one oh, item goodness. for your studio left yeah
2: because i've i haven't really got many synths yeah. which isn't isn't good because you know mm. me i love synths
0: you don't actually have any full-size keys at all yeah
2: so i need a synth that <laughs> i can use as well as keys the, the spec would need to be polyphonic obviously um with with you know usb uh, capabilities as well because obviously I'm not going to have any keys, which would be pretty bad, especially mm-hmm. using some of the built in instruments of Ableton. Mm-hmm. Um, I want full size keys, not going to mess around with anything small.
1: What do we have in the high end category? There, we've got the Moog One, we've got um, there is a thing called the Schmidt synthesizer, which is oh. <laughs> this is the, the silliest
2: that i've that never guy, heard of it
1: yeah you'll have walked past him at nam he's always there the schmidt synthesizer i'm not it's, sure hasn't he got like 80 oscillators or something? 80
2: that's,
1: um, <laughs> that's too many
2: um that's too many it's an eight
0: voice i don't know if it's got 80 oscillators um but it's an 8 voice.
2: Uh, and that's too many. That's too overwhelming. What about like
0: Oberheim's or what about like uh, the Profit? I mean, you've got a Profit, right?
2: Got a Rev 2, yeah. Hmm. But Is that USB? It is actually. its actually got on. MIDI, yeah. USB, it's got it all. I would probably want something a bit more, I don't know, a bit more options if it's going to be like ah. my only one. Do you know what I mean? I've always wanted a Moog. I haven't got one. I wanted to get the um, Sub 37. But I, I haven't bought it because obviously it's monophonic oh no it's what is it duophonic
0: duophonic yeah yeah it's, duophonic yeah, it's basically the same. so
2: i just couldn't i haven't been, at the, been able to justify it yet i'm like oh no i nearly bought the the cute little minotaur the other day they're oh great. they're just, fun yeah is it good Has anyone yeah. have you guys got one it's the yeah, same yeah, sound I engine one, um, i had
1: one sort of on loan and and i've had it on my ebay thing for years and every time one pops them, i'm like yeah need to start making music again first before I buy any
2: equipment. Yeah, that's it. I've I become a lot better at that. But before I'd be like, oh, I'm buying it, buying it. But I, I actually really consider stuff now. I'll be like, oh, I need to think about this for a long time. Yeah. Watch more mm-hmm. demos. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of really, yeah, re- do I really need that? Like, you know, really think about it before. Um, I think,
1: I think it, it seems like the Moog One is your best choice here, to be fair. Like... Uh...
2: Oh, you guys are making me think about the Moog one in a lot of enthusiasm here. I'm like, oh, that's in I do yeah, five thousand seven seven five <laughs> in the UK. We've gotta upsell, upsell we've gotta upsell the dream here and
0: go sixteen voice. Sixteen voice, go big or go home, eight thousand eight thousand pounds.
2: Ooh. There
1: you go, ten ten grand, ten thousand US dollars pretty much, right?
2: I mean, I have always wanted a Moog, so I think I'm going to go for that because I still yeah, I'm going to get one one day. I need to pick the right one. Done. Yeah, when I yeah, I reckon I'm going to get one. Maybe not that one though again. I no, well,
1: you don't we've got it we've got it locked in the Forever Studio. Yeah. It's, it's, in the it's, Forever done. Studio. It's done. There we go. It's done. So will do the rundown, describe describe the Forever Studio, uh and take a listen Rachel and see what you think of this.
0: Okay. We're on the Welsh coast in the sideways pig of the UK, overlooking the sea with a glass wall and a raked jungle garden. Our computer is an iMac 18 core with 256 gigabytes of RAM. Your DAW is Ableton Live 11 suite. Your audio interface is the Universal Audio Apollo 16, although I've just realized that has no preamps, so we might have to go for the X8P instead. so that you can use your microphone. Your studio items are the Focal Pro SM9s for listening back. Your microphone is the Telefunken Elam 251e, $10,000 worth, thank you very much. The Teenage Engineering OP1. You have the Push 2 for controlling. You have a Teletronics LA-2A, a very fine choice. And then for your big polypholic synthesizer, you have the Moog-1-16 voice. How does that sound?
2: It does sound pretty freaking awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It would have sounded better with Fleetwood Mac's Albatross playing underneath, as Will described it. Oh my
2: gosh, oh my gosh. I was
1: thinking about chocolate pudding, actually, the whole time. (laughs)
0: Because whenever I do that, it's always...
2: Oh my God, How, how good does that sound, though? That sounds good, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it sounds pretty good. So, anxiety levels reduced. That's a nice thing. Yeah, they studio. are. They've yeah, reduced
2: good. a lot. They've reduced a lot. Since I've got the compressor, the Telefunken, and the Moog one, That's. I think, I, I think I'd think i be covered, you know.
1: Well, that gets us to the final choice, which is... An, uh, it's not a piece of kit, um, but this is the luxury item for the studio. So, mm. something that you would have in the studio. Money, no object. We're talking right. something that you wish... Oh, I wish I had one of those in the studio, oh, but it's wow. not a piece of kit. Not a piece of kit.
2: Not a piece of kit. No, oh, but God. something
1: that would make daily life in that studio better or more fun.
2: Oh, gosh. Sort of want to say a swimming pool. Indoor. Why not? That would yeah. be so yeah. cool, wouldn't it? I
1: mean, if you're on the yep. the Welsh coast overlooking the sea, you could have one of those... Infinity pools just outside the studio.
2: Oh, that's it. An infinity pool. Like, take a five minute break, go for a dip.
1: Speak to the dolphins.
2: That would be great. That would be so great, wouldn't it?
1: It'd have to be heated, though, in Wales, wouldn't it? A heated pool.
2: Yeah. 100%. 100%. (laughs) Heated. Yeah. Definitely heated. Otherwise, I'll never bloody go in it. So.
1: Otherwise, it's it's, it's going back to Wim Hof featuring on our podcast again and his cold water swimming.
2: Yeah. Oh, no. None of that. No, 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 no. No.
1: Well, that brings us to the end of the My Forever Studio podcast. Thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us. It's been a blast. And uh, oh, what yeah, a great no, studio that you. is going to be as well. What a lovely studio.
2: I know. I'll have to send you some pictures. we will be like, yeah. she's done yeah, it. Yeah. She's got it. She's got the Moog One.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe not just pictures. Maybe, you know, you could invite us over after the podcast. Invite pandemic. you yeah. yeah, that'd be yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, We'll go around for a jam.
2: I know. I'm literally thinking now, do you reckon that anyone's selling one on Reverb? EB ebay probably not what i a, don't know why what, i'm hoping or joking yeah yeah
0: there's one in antwerp one in belgium you no. get the one in belgium yeah
2: how much are you selling it for will
0: oh it's new price there's, there's no discount oh. yeah
2: oh it's all right we need to sell a few more courses
0: <laughs> this is not the the best bit of the podcast that we've had yet i mean <laughs> it's the the good stuff was earlier <laughs>
1: me looking up stuff on reverb yeah if you've it's, if you've just jumped in if you if you've just clicked the podcast and then sort of let's just jump to the end and see see what happens see what it was this is not yeah yeah, yeah. maybe that could be a different podcast where we just invite people on and you browse ebay and just describe describe it to us Oh
2: gosh yeah that'd be, that'd be pretty fun actually no
1: the thing is Rachel, with will's voice he, you, people will listen
2: it's true yeah. that's true will's voice is soothing yeah it's exactly. the SM7B as well, though, actually, I think, isn't it? Oh,
1: it really is, yeah. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you so much. Cool,
2: guys. Well, thanks Thanks for having me. It's been,
1: it's, it's been a blast. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Well, what a lovely Forever Studio that was, Will. Thanks again to Rachel for taking the time to chat to
0: us. Yes, indeed. Although it was a touch awkward when you invited us round at the end, Chris. Yeah, um, yeah. sorry about that. I do love an infinite pool, though. Don't we all? anyway <laughs> thanks to everyone for listening and remember if you are a fan of the music tech my forever studio podcast make sure you subscribe using your favorite podcasting app and maybe even drop us a little review
1: yes uh give us a review we do read those reviews too so please do if you want to contact us or get your suggestions in for guests email us at editors at indeed or if you're just someone really famous and you want to get in touch with us and say i want to be on the podcast then just
0: we're here we're available yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we love it. we love a, a famous email. We do. Speaking of famous people, next week we are talking to an internet synth hero, musician and sonicstate.com founder, Nick Bat.
1: Yes, so set your PWMs to maximum and we will catch you next time for another adventure into studio Foreverdom. Indeed. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.